When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The issues discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast do not reflect the opinions of any specific agency. Any characters discussed on this show may be fictional for comedic value unless you're a shitbag Steve. This podcast is rated explicit and listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the podcast that changed the game and rocked an entire profession. And rocked an entire profession. Talking about shit in law enforcement that keeps poor leaders up at night. When others run scared and hide behind fake policies, the Roll Call Room podcast tells it like it is. No bullshit. No matter how hard these thieves try, we keep killing it. And now, here are your hosts, Nick and Mark. Yeah, Mark, I think you should get that rash checked out. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Roll Call Room Podcast. Uh, Welcome. I I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me, my co-host, Mark. The only the one, the, the tan, legend, <laughs> the, the legend. The <laughs> Mark, how are you, buddy? How's hey, everything? Fired up and ready to go. Uh, that's a great thing about the roll call room. I hope you all have enjoyed uh, the earlier episodes with our level of energy that we've brought uh, to you in your life. Yes, you've been entertained and welcome. Thanks for listening in. As we record this, we released. Uh, couple of days ago i think ruffled <laughs> feathers uh which full transparency mark and i recorded that at the end of the day usually we mm-hmm. record these first thing in the morning zero six dark 30 30 mm-hmm. in the morning and um i think that one we recorded it was a really long day we were both really exhausted we worked our normal jobs and mm-hmm. uh the level of uh, service that we would like to provide to you after that was recorded, <laughs> you, you and I messaged each other and we were like, what do you think? And mm. I was like, eh, we'll look at it later. And then, you know, just being perfectionists that we are both mm. on your awesome show, The Shield Within, and when we were doing our joint show. Shameless which, plug. Shameless plug. I don't. I don't think it's shameless at all. I mean, I. I mean, I think if you're not if you're not listening to the the Shield Within, the Roll Call Room, and a couple other ones, um, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. I. I think. You know, do a lot of people agree with 100 percent of what we talk about on here? Probably not, and I don't expect yeah. you to. I, it's just like I, I, it would, I would be a hypocrite if I said just listen to us and and everything we say, <laughs> right? Just, be, just believe in because that's contrary to what we're telling you uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to leadership. Um, 
And we had a plan. We had a plan for this episode, but it always seems you and I have these conversations <laughs> offline. And then like I was uh, away for work. I was, I was in, um, mm-hmm. where was I this time? Delaware or Jersey? One of them. And we yeah, were you talking about Delaware because you were telling how, what a nice meth head Fuck. environment that was up there. And you're like, you, you know, yeah. our president's home state is just so beautiful. Dude, dude. like detroit so, from like what 10 15 years ago <laughs> yeah so i gotta tell you i gotta tell you a story about that one so i decided on not driving up there i took the i took the train which was supposed to be very relaxing but i took the amtrak <laughs> which is like the walmart express you know <laughs> <laughs> and you can and you're trapped in it man you're in that aluminum tube you ain't going anywhere no and i pay you know i didn't my company paid for business class and i'm looking around at business class and i'm like how the fuck are all these people in business class and i'm not listen i'm not i'm not profiling anybody but i am yeah you are you're, you're a former cop man you're profiling yeah. everyone in the fucking train so i'm don't, thinking don't, business don't think we're gonna believe that bullshit yeah I, <laughs> but anyway go ahead I, I thought like i would get on there and business ca- class would be like the whole khaki coalition you know mm. like no yeah. no it so wasn't what was it? no it was the walmart crew like <laughs> dirty jammy pants and scruffy I, slippers and Babies in soil had, diapers. Yeah. That um people on speakerphone <laughs> having full conversations. Uh, just mm. absolutely no professional etiquette whatsoever, which is just you know, I think that's just this generation just doesn't understand just etiquette period, uh, or professionalism period. Um, but you know, I put my Bose wow. noise canceling headset on and and was able to bang out three chapters uh, to Police Mental Barricade Volume Two, which I'm hoping uh, to wrap up pretty soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. And what's funny it. is, uh, yeah. yeah, what's funny is, is I wrote like a chap this banger of a chapter, and I was like, I gotta fucking send this to Mark. I was like, I gotta send this to fucking <laughs> no, you're Mark. Because I don't want to see it until the book comes out. <laughs> nah, I don't want to see the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But it was, you know, I learned that I, I learned this one, and we talked about it off the air. Um, I was in the, I was up there in Delaware, and the first police mental barricade in the other books. I was on uh, antidepressants. I was, I was taking a lot of things to get mm-hmm. me back to normal. So it was easier for me to get all this this stuff out, like diarrhea of the mouth kind of thing. And right. this one's a little bit more hard. And it's something I think I want to I not think we have to have Dr. Dave on here, but I want to talk to him about that, which is, is that those blockers are no longer there. And it's so much more difficult with this book. And I don't know whether or not it's no, just I- that I'm far removed or it's just I'm in a different I'm in a different place, you know, like I'm not angry. And we've talked about this. I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I'm not angry anymore. I'm more frustrated, mm-hmm. more, you know, just, I'm just in a completely different headspace. And um, it was a lot difficult, more difficult yeah. to, to get that stuff out. Um, so, it, you know, to, to wrap up where I was going with this story was, is that, 
you know, you and I communicated to each other while I was away. Hey, you know, the fourth episode, this is what we're going to talk about. And then of course, <laughs> Nick, of course, Nick, you know, being gets on the train and then the train derails and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. everything else comes up. <laughs> train derailing. Which is okay. A, and, and, that, and that's part of having a, um, an impromptu show. Um, yeah. You know, and, and for those of you that says, hey, let's do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, there is some pre-production that goes on here. But, you know, what I think our commitment is to you all as our listeners, and we greatly appreciate it, mm-hmm. um, is to give you a good quality show. Give you something yep. you're going to walk away from this hour or so that you spend with us with something going, hmm, yeah, yeah, fuck those guys or something like that. Yeah, and also I think <laughs> what what some don't realize is is that not all police departments are like the ones mm-hmm. that me and Mark talk about. And I think some people that listen to this they're they're like that's that's not true. That doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in your world, your agency. Yeah. Yet, and I'm going to underline that yet because you haven't had somebody come into your department and infect it. No, and what a great problem, term. What a yeah. great term. Yeah, sorry. Fucking high and five. The, I, no. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, is that like my my old agency, the Alexandria City Police Department, right outside of D.C., it was fucked up for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. But it was mm-hmm. underlined fucked up. It was like low-key fucked up. Then an outside chief came in and he just fucking imploded it like that submarine that just went down to the submarine, the the Titanic and it imploded. <laughs> you know, if I can describe uh, Alexandria city P- PD, that would be it. That it would be yeah. that submarine going down. And then mm-hmm. right around the hour and a half mark is when it went <laughs> blew up. Yeah. And that, and that's what, and, and they're not recovering. And the reason we, we, we pivoted from what we were going to discuss on this show was I had alluded to, I think in episode two that I had submitted, another FOIA mm-hmm. because the, my old city, my old department doesn't learn that all emails are FOIAable and I, I FOIA them and they stalled. I mean, I knew what, what I was asking for. I knew was going to be the fucking mother load, you know, like mm-hmm. the fucking, the facial at the end of a porn, you know, <laughs> and which is yes. why you had to buy a Tesla because because you watch so much porn you can't fill your car up anymore. Yeah, I can't. Just full I can't. tank. You pull the you pull the nozzle out and spray it all over the corner. Sorry, bad joke. So uh, anybody that knows FOIA, they got seven days, and then at the, after the seven days, then they can ask for another seven business days. And <clears throat> so, of course, seven days came. They begged not begged, but they said, Hey, you know, we're, we're getting your stuff together. We need another seven days. It's bullshit. I knew it was bullshit, but it's the law. Mm -hmm. And then, so yesterday was the seventh day extension. So I, I didn't hear anything. So I emailed the city attorney and I said, Hey, per FOIA law, blah, 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 blah. Today is your set last seventh day extension. Mm -hmm. And they didn't email me back. They didn't answer my email. They didn't answer anything. All of a sudden, I go into the FOIA database for the city of Alexandria, and lo and behold, it says delivered. Mm. And I'm like, that's interesting. I didn't even get an email. And I go into it, and it was a treasure trove of emails about cookouts 
And mm-hmm. I've, I've been joking on social media. My old city has been having shootings, uh, nonstop shootings and homicides. And they were doing these community cookouts. And when I was in the community policing unit, I would try and organize these cookouts. And these same commanders that are doing them now were the ones that were like making fun of them and, and oh, wow. talking about the communities that we were doing it in like, fuck them. They don't deserve it. Fuck them. Um, you know, all this. Was, so initially when I, when I did the FOIA, I was initially, oh, that's I was, so funny. I was anticipating these commanders talking shit in these emails because that's what used to happen. They used to turn around and be like, no, we're not doing it in that neighborhood. Fuck them. They don't, they don't deserve it. All this other shit. But that's Mm -hmm. not what I got. That's not what I got. Mm. What I got was, is as I'm reading it, I'm reading, let me back up. Mark, you, you were a Sergeant in your department. You know what the policy is. You know what the state and federal law is. There is a budget. The police department gets a budget every mm-hmm. year. And what, what mm-hmm. folks don't know that aren't in law enforcement, or maybe you're in law enforcement, you don't know, but 90% of a police department's budget goes to salary, to, 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 to pay. Yes. Personnel. 10% of it, yeah, personnel. So 10% of it is, is for your, your other shit, right? Mm-hmm. In majority of cases, okay, this isn't, this isn't a one-all, okay? It's, it's majority of them. So what would happen when I did these cookouts, when I was in the cops unit, in order to buy hot dogs and buns and all this other stuff, it was paid for not by the department because they didn't have a budget for it. It was paid mm-hmm. for by Nick. It was okay, paid, so for, you, by you paid for it out of your own pocket, out of my own fucking pocket. And did then, you get reimbursement? And, Fuck no. Fuck okay, well, no. What, what, what we're talking about is the education side of it, but this is where we gave, um, we give of, of ourselves to back to our community. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Um, well, so, my, so this my, isn't budgeted. My, it, it's it's a community event. You're in charge of the community event. You run down to whatever store, discount store, or you bought some quality stuff like at a Whole Foods or something. So you paid for this out of your pocket. Out of my okay. own fucking pocket. And this comes into play. This comes into play because remember, I got forced out of my department for quote unquote stealing, right? Yeah, That's, you thief. Right. Thief. No, I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. It's cool. It's cool. Well, you know, I'm a thief and a liar, so go ahead. Yeah. No, you're in good company. Because <laughs> what made me laugh was is that I spent thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars to hold these events like the police foundation for my poli- my department would give maybe a couple of hundred dollars, but a couple hundred dollars mm-hmm. they can cover for all the other stuff. So if there was a face painter or a moon bounce or something like that, I paid for it out of my own pocket personally. Okay. Right. So <clears throat> I'm reading through these emails and, and I'm going to publicize them on there. It's already publicized on Twitter. It got like over 10,000 hits so far. I put it in a, yeah, I put it in a Dropbox because there's so many of these emails. Okay, so I'm going to release it to to you folks out there, and I'm I'm reading it, and and you've got people in the police department soliciting organizations. Uh, hey, would you like to sponsor this cookout at this location for three hundred and fifty bucks? Hmm. I believe if your former agency is anything like mine, there's a policy prohibiting that. 
of prohibiting it, right? Well, you know, yeah, Mark, isn't it's, that, fun, it's funny that you isn't that funny journey? that you say isn't, that? Isn't that ethically? <laughs> well, ethically, according yeah, you, to the Alex, yeah, according to the Alexandria City Police Department, a police directive two point two point zero two professional conduct and integrity. Under subsection B, it says employees will not accept or solicit either directly or indirectly any gift, meal, gratuity, loan fee, or any other thing of value arising from or offered because of police employment. Hmm. Wow, that's hmm. a. Um, that's I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reaching out here. I'm thinking they believe that violates. You know. Well, now's the next question. Is there an IA? <laughs> so, I mean, you were alleged to have, have taken a something GoPro. Or, yeah, GoPro. Yeah, that that that, that you I, suggested the city purchase because you used it in your uh, side gig. Well, well, it, you know what's investigation. You know what's, even, you know what's even funnier about that GoPro? And we're going to come back to this. What's funny about that GoPro that they accused me of? We had the police foundation foundation had paid for a GoPro and we put it, we suction cupped it on my suburban when I was a sergeant and mm-hmm. we were doing a promo video for uh, a gaming truck that we had built. Oh, okay. Cool. And lo and behold, that suction cup did not hold the GoPro. So when we mm-hmm. arrived at our destination, it was no longer there. Oops. So Nick, <laughs> yeah, Nick went on, went on Amazon and bought a new one. Yeah. With his own money to replace that one, oh. because the police foundation had purchased the first one. So right. and I, I find and, it yeah. ironic. I find it ironic, but I digress a little bit. What what, what angered me a lot was you have a captain on there, you have a civilian employee on there, you have a sergeant, a sar the sergeant who um, told II. Uh, basically started the investigation against me. He took over the community policing unit. Um, he's on there soliciting for funds. The police foundation is soliciting for funds. Uh, you have multiple people in there that are soliciting for funds. So I emailed the city manager yesterday and I asked for a comment for an upcoming show about this, about them violating the police directive. And I also asked him whether or not the police department, when they were doing these cookouts, did they get a special use permit? Did they get a permit to hold an event? Uh, did mm-hmm. they get the help? Did they get the health department to come out there and inspect uh, the food, the temperature of the food and the grill that it was in sanitary condition? I bet you not. I bet you not. But the rules apply for you. The rules mm-hmm. apply for, for thee, not for me. And that right. is the reason why I did what I did. And also the reason why I did what I did was I discovered the other day that the piece of shit asshole uh, from II that I went to the academy with just got promoted to lieutenant last week. So congratulations, fuckface. This is for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Guys, it, it, we have a rule book. Uh, it's called the Policy and Procedure Manual. We have laws, and it's that's... If you're going to manipulate those things to come after good people, then we need to be adhering to them. A um, couple of different thoughts going on right now. Uh, good for you for reaching out for that, like that. 
Um, and, and, and what I want to share with the audience is, is that, you know, passion is what drives a lot of this. And it's the passion to where they put a lot of useless effort behind trying to, trying to hem up a good person. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're going to do all that, and you're going to try and live this high and mighty life, then you need to be living your high and mighty life. And and if you're trying to do something good and honorable, like the community relations and doing some cookouts, then by golly, boys and girls, you better, as they used to say in my world, do your homework. Yep. Be sure you're doing everything correctly. And I think this was a uh, a knee-jerk thing. Did you ever do a cookout when you were there? You, I was you just did like a Okay, no, I was so, at well, but I, I just can play devil's advocate here. This is mm-hmm. what we promised. Did did were those were those things in in place then? Um. So when you say in place, yeah, n- no, we never solicited for donations because it okay. came out of my pocket. Um, we always worked around permits and the health department. Okay, because the commanders told us. Because who I worked for was like, we don't need that. We're the police. Oh, okay. And that that was the reason why I brought it up, which is there is we that go. It it's indicative of that police department, which is this you is, need this to is, follow the rules, right? Not me, not me. <laughs> I'm I'm up I'm up here. You're down here, and. You just go do what I tell you to do, and it's an, and and it's disingenuous the way that they did these cookouts because they were self serving. Mm-hmm. What they did was, and and in a separate FOIA, which I will release also, the ma- the city manager is fucking giving it to the chief of police, hardcore raw about the <laughs> amount of shootings <laughs> that are going on. Like, so have a cookout. Don't go out and do enforcement and say, you know, it's, you can't have it both ways, you know, and that's, well, well he's performance managing him via email, which is fucking hilarious to, oh, to wow. read. I got to send them to you before I release them. But basically he's like, I want a report of what you're doing on these shootings by mm-hmm. May, by May 10th. And this was like May 6th. And he's oh. like. He's fucking giving it to him. And then the other thing is, is the chief, the chief that's the current chief now, he's just a fucking dummy. Like, he's just an idiot. Mm. He was an idiot when I was there, when he was a lieutenant and, and a captain. He was my captain. And he's just a moron. Like, God, a sweet so guy, he, a moron. Uh, quick question. Was he the one that put uh, Lieutenant Moron in charge of your division? Yes. The, the, the person that, that, that you'd mentioned in your book, the... Um, unconscious and competent that uh, yeah, yeah that, that somehow got up through the ranks yep and, and this to is play the, devil's advocate just for yeah. the listeners like how do people get into these ranks and <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it, it's complicated but I, it's not complicated they just know how to take a test and a lot of times management will push this person through because they make check boxes although they are horribly incompetent so instead of someone at the officer or sergeant level you know, we get bad apples in every profession. I mean, there's bad truck drivers, there's bad clergy, there's bad cops, there's bad everything. And and for some reason in government, that's where a lot of these incompetent people come to light. And, and they don't thrive. They just exist. And they make everyone under them miserable. And sometimes uh, management just takes the hands-off approach with, with some of these. And that's where the difference between management and leadership. Leaders 
we'll weed these people out. If you see a lot of uh, thriving departments, you don't have a lot of toxicity within the ranks because the leader will shut that shit down one way or the other. You know, just like when my boss told me when I was misbehaving, actually I was misbehaving with another, not anyway, me and another guy were making, he was making bad decisions. I was just along for the ride. Right. So my chief at the time told me this, this will not happen anymore. If you are the problem, the problem will go away. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes, sir. Okay. Let's not have this talk again. Okay. Let's make better decisions in the future because I will guarantee you if I'm across the hallway explaining this shit again, yeah, this problem will go away. And that's the talk we need to have with those uh, non-performing employees. It's, it's everyone wants to be the lion until it's time to do lion shit. And that's how these people just get pushed along. It's, it's, it's just, it's just people in the ranks failing to do their jobs earlier on and eliminating. And, you know, you have a lot of power as a police officer over people's lives. And my theory has always been, especially with new recruits, hire slow, fire fast. Oh, oh, okay. So he isn't working out. Yeah. You're out of here, dude. You know, cause not everybody's meant to be the police. And that's how this toxicity has risen to the, to the top. Um, okay. So sorry. I, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole and didn't want to burn a lot of time on that. No, but, so no, this is the guy that allowed that Lieutenant that should have been out, uh, yeah. over, over your division. Go ahead. Right. And, and he was absentee then. And he's even more absentee now because oh, wow. at the same time of being a chief, police, a chief, a police chief, he's the pastor of one of the largest churches in the city that I worked in. So didn't expect police, that. Well, police chiefs in the past have allowed him, and and this is gonna this is gonna blow your mind and listeners' minds, because you wouldn't be allowed to do this as an officer. He was allowed to split his time fifty percent at the church and fifty percent at the police department. Oh my! So, really? So you had a captain that was working part time, then you had a deputy chief that was working part time, and now you have a police chief that's working part time. So he's but a pastor at a salary. church full-time salary, full-time salary. And I want to talk on, on something that you just brought up, which was a very, very good point, which is, is how these folks are picked, how these people, you know, it's, it's not only just about testing. 25% of it is how well you test. Mm-hmm. 25% of it is, and this is how small it is. 25% of it is based on your job performance. 50% of it is based on hookup. That's what it's based on. Because if you have a good rabbi, if you have a good person that's willing to pull you up, all you got to do is that 25%. Mm-hmm. You got to do that 25% as a test. Mm-hmm. Forget about the, the 25% job performance because 50 and 25 is 75%. It outweighs mm-hmm. that 25% job performance. Right. And that's why we look around and we look at some of these commanders. Like I'm looking in this email dump from the FOIA and one person – he he was a fucking douchebag to begin with, but he's an <laughs> he's an acting captain, and I have to say this because how do you, how do you probably, act as a captain? He's probably gonna well, he's probably going to be listening to this, so I want him to really, really listen to this. You putting acting captain on your signature base, your signature block on an email, it's really douchey. Like, really, nobody so, needs to know that you're an acting captain. So, so if he had a yellow brick, he would be under the glass with a mahogany base. 
Oh, he has a yellow bird, and he has a woman, <laughs> and and he has a woman's name, and he has a woman's oh. name, which is even better. Like mm. that's that's the coup de gras right there. Like your parents really fucking hated you. Like, <laughs> like naming your your son Stacy, you know, like. But he was yeah, he was on, a douche. He was. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, he was a fucking weasel when he was a cop and then he was a mm. weasel when he was a sergeant and he had just no balls. And and now he's up at that level. And and now he's over. This is the best part. He's overlooking the community policing unit with, with mm. no fucking community policing experience. And he was one of the top guys that would make fun of every community policing initiative that we did. Mm. Um, Let me speak on that for a second. <laughs> you're wound up ADD. today <laughs> ADD, so i got a couple of folks a couple of folks that kind of reach out to me from my old department and they're like yeah. hey um they're going to be revamping the community policing unit at at the department and they're not calling it the community oriented policing section anymore cops they're not right. calling it that anymore i was like all right whatever we we tried to we tried to rename it several times and they told us absolutely not they're calling it um let me scroll through my text messages real quick mm -hmm. community action support team okay cast, the cast cast team <laughs> you need a cast uh, because it's yeah. broken because it's cast broken kid. yes so i so this person they message me and they say hey you're never going to believe this they're starting this new unit but it's it's cops And I said, oh, okay, well, they need it because they need more community trust. They need to get back into the neighborhoods and do the things that we were doing. Right. And he was like, he's like, Nick, they're brushing off all of your old original ideas, all the shit that you did. And then they're brushing them off and then they're pawning them off as their own. And I was like, are you fucking surprised? Like, it doesn't, so that doesn't surprise me. Right. It doesn't surprise me that they're, that they, they're not an original. They're not thinking. Mm -hmm. They're not forward thinking. Um, and, I, you know, they did that to themselves. Like, I, I, I just don't understand it. But I do. I get it. I get it because their their back is against the wall. The city manager is up the chief's ass like a fucking hemorrhoid. Mm -hmm. the, the chief of police has no fucking clue what he's doing. He's treading water. He's got an acting deputy chief. That's a fucking criminal he's the one that did my interview my interrogation mm -hmm. they've got another deputy chief that they brought on from outside that shot his daughter when he was at another agency she was coming wow. home late at night and he shot her um and that's acceptable to bring him on that's the message that you want to send newer officers is, mm -hmm. is that this is the guy that's the number two or three in the department Then you have decisions that are being made where commanders are being chosen based on popularity. Um, and then most recently you have this guy that was in II that was involved in my investigation promoted to lieutenant. And then as soon as they promote him, they kill the list. Oh, yeah. So there's there's none others. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like we keep on repeating the same we keep fucking our sister over and over and over, and over. Mm -hmm. it's just like it's 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 comical it's comical and and i do these things like I, i i submit these foias and i release them one because they're funny mm -hmm. and they, they make me chuckle 
but two, it's to it's to really hold the people accountable that are supposed to be holding us accountable. Right. So, uh, and, and how many times have you doored up with people over the time? And, and this is for our listeners too, is how many times have you said, if the public only knew listeners come on our Facebook or whatever social media and, and uh, answer that one, how many times have you heard that after this episode airs thousands of times? And, um, yeah. I know I've said it shit tons of times. It's like, good Lord, if these people only knew the the mockery and the fuckery that goes on inside this department, they would be, they would be up in arms. It, but it, it, it's, it's, I don't say it's amazing how we get anything done, but back to your first thought, I would be very proud. And I am proud of you that they are resurrecting your ideas. The reason why is the best compliment is duplication. You know, yep. uh, we're out of ideas and most of these people and uh, are, are thoughtless. Uh, they don't have uh, their own uh, innovations. You know, mm -hmm. they're not innovators. They're they're part of the hive. And, and that's what I was talking about. A lot of these management associations are just beehives of of uh, that mentality, hive mentality. They're, they're not innovators. They don't come up with the new ideas and heaven forbid you have a leader in your lower ranks. I mean, even at the level of officer and new officer, I recognize leadership, you know, even with my academy cadets today. And yeah. I want to jump into another um, fraction here real quick. And I think strong leadership from the bottom up prohibits what's going on in your former agency right now is that you don't have people that are managers yet. And there's a huge difference between that. Uh, with leadership, you want the mm -hmm. whole team to grow. With management, I want me to grow. And how do you know you have a toxic leader? And that's why I was really surprised about your chief that he spends half the time as a pastor. Um, mm -hmm. and and a couple of thoughts on that real quick is is that you know, to me, I mean, I'm old school law enforcement. You got a lot of shootings in the community. It's done by about two or three people. Go arrest them, fuckers. You know, but then you have to, yeah, you have to balance with that. It was like, well, okay, so I start yanking these dudes off the street and hemming them up, put them in jail. Now we have a, um, uh, well, they go start throwing the race card out there of whatever origin these people are. You know, that's what the chief has to balance it by. And, and, uh, without reading the emails, I would for say if my city manager said, Hey, chief, I need this stuff to stop. All right. Well, we got a plan. You ready to back it up? Cause we'll go out. What do cops want to do? We want to go be cops. We yep. want to go arrest people. We want to go get the bad guy. We want to go get that shooter and take him off the street. We want to go get the search warrant, clean this house out, and take all the illegal guns out of it. That's the way you do it, guys. I mean, these citizens of that city pay a lot of money to fund their police department. So let them go be cops, and this shit stops. Period. Well, I, I think Cookouts this... are going to do it. Enforcement's what's going to do it. Right. But I think with this city, because this city is extremely extremely liberal very mm -hmm. left liberal very and we don't really touch very much on politics on the show for a reason uh because we want you to form your own opinion of politics but we all know that the, mm -hmm. the far far left liberal cities that are run mm -hmm. are are in fucking turmoil right now free fall and yeah so you have the mayor of that city that's a flaming liberal just mm -hmm. fucking flaming the city manager, flaming liberal. The whole city is liberal. So what that mentality is, is what they'll look at in this situation is they'll go, yeah, they violated department 
uh, state policy and federal policy for for solicitation, but mm-hmm. the, the ends justify this, the means, and that's the liberal thinking, which is is that even though we broke the rules, we broke the rules for a good reason. That that mm. you know we, we we murdered this person for a good reason. It, it's it's that <laughs> stupid mentality. It, it's right. you know it's like and and I I yeah. pointed out because that's what'll wind up happening. Well, a couple of yeah. things are going to wind up happening from this. The city manager is not going to respond back to me. Or if they do, the public information officer for the city is going to reach out to me. And there's going to be a standard normal comment, which is, is um, you're going to get the milk. You, yeah, you have the yeah. milk stool, blah, 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 blah. You're not, yeah, they're not yeah. going to come on here and, they're not. and talk and on it, a roll call room. I have to tell you this. So the city last year uh, organized a civilian complaint review board for the city. And mm. so I went on the city's website and I found the email address to report this to this to the to the civilian complaint review board. I mm-hmm. send them an email with the dump from FOIA and instantly I get an email back that that email address is not valid. <laughs> it's like the one eight hundred number house my driving on the back of the truck with a dirt clod in the middle of the yeah. number. <laughs> and I just when I got that email, Mark, and I opened it up and it said, don't, don't, you know, the domain demon thing where it says yeah. this email, God. I just looked at it and I smiled and I go, this sums up the Alexandria City Police Department and Alexandria City in general. Yeah. It's this, it's classic. Check, check boxes, man. It's classic check boxes. It's classic, like ugliest person but you put so much makeup on them that they look like a fucking rock star and, and then you wake up next to them and you're like what the fuck Whoa. did i do you know and it, it just it's it's comical because i prove time and time again about that agency and it's not just see i look at alexandria city police department as as a as a um across the United States. Like I put them up there with this is this is what happens across the United States. It's not just the Alexander. And it does. Yeah. yeah. And I don't exactly. I don't yeah, I don't know what's going on in Florida or Texas or Ohio. What wherever your department is from that you're listening mm-hmm. to. But what I can tell you is is I'm very familiar with this department because I was in the inner workings. Mm-hmm. I was a sergeant. I was in these meetings. So now the problem with it is, is that I know how these people operate. I worked mm-hmm. with these people for almost 20 years. I know the comments that they made during meetings. I know comments that they made during community events. I know comments that they make during commander meetings. I know all mm-hmm. this stuff. And now I use it to the to my benefit because I like to show the, the absolute hypocrisy uh, of it. Like you're you pushed me out for quote unquote theft, but you're violating, you're violating laws and directives that are far, far beyond anything that I've ever done. And I've said this before, Mark on the show, I was thinking about this last night, preparing mm-hmm. for the show. We've said it a million times, I think on the phone with each other. And I've said it on the air. I have done some really, really bad things while I was with the Alexandria city police department, but get mm-hmm. me for what I did. Don't get me for what I didn't do. Like right. you had a million opportunities to get rid of me for policy <laughs> violations and really dumb shit that I've done. All right. But the reason why I'm not going away anytime soon, and I'm going to be that hemorrhoid that just pops up 
you know, <laughs> right before you have a long trip. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to pop up during the fabulous times in your life. Like your daughter's getting married, your daughter's getting married and all of a sudden you're sitting in the, the wedding pew and the church pew. And it feels With like a pillow under your head. Well, no, no, it's pre that it's, it's, you're like, Oh my God, am I, oh. am I diarrheaing right now? Am I shitting myself? And then you run to the bathroom and it's just right. blood. It's blood because your your hemorrhoid pop mm. i'm that i'm that hemorrhoid, I'm that hemorrhoid. <laughs> you're that pain in the ass <laughs> yeah and i you know i I find, I find it hilarious because when i sent that email last night i would venture to say that the city manager probably was like fuck what <sighs> here the we fuck go this yeah. i've never dealt with him before because before the city manager that was around when my shit was going on didn't mm-hmm. give me the fucking time of the day. He didn't give right. me a fuck. Right. Um, and no, same I paid as them the handle mayor. So. Yeah. Same as the mayor of that city, which he's just a fucking clown, man. He's just a fucking clown. So I want to, I want to jump down this rabbit hole real quick. Um, we were Do talking, it. I uh, had a leadership uh, talk with a, with a colleague yesterday morning. Um, we were talking about, where leadership is born and how it's cultivated and how some of these uh, departments across the nation um, promote up. And so where some, in some areas, leadership training doesn't exist unless you join the club. And, but that's sad. Why can't we start developing leaders? And, and if people have to listen to uh, any of Mark at the Cop ramblings. I'm a huge fan, and they don't pay me to say this, of John Maxwell in his books. And um, we, we got a thing called being a legacy leader. And when I first decided I wanted to become a sergeant, a sergeant from a major, um, that was the biggest one in the state of Ohio, you figure it out, um, asked me two questions. And he's a very dear friend of mine. And the first question was, why do you want to be a sergeant? And my answer was, because I want to develop people. I want, I want to take people to that next level. And he said, okay, well, I got something for you. And I said, what's that? And he handed me John Maxwell's 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Mm. He said, read this book. Don't get it on Audible. I want you to read it. He said, read a chapter a day. He said, they're short chapters. He said, but this is a total game changer for why and and if you want to become a leader. And if you want to be a a manager, then you'll set the book down. But if you want to be a leader, you're going to open the book, you're going to read the book, and you're going to apply it to your everyday life. And I thought, wow, that's big. So he gave me the book and I read it. I read it cover to cover in about two days and I am not a a reader. So rule number one, if you're going to be in leadership and you're going to lead other people, leaders are readers, okay? So ever since then, when I was talking about being a legacy leader, every time I heard of anyone, not only at my agency, but at other agencies of people who who I'm friends with, hey, man, I'm going to become a sergeant. I always ask those two questions. So when I was talking to the Maxwell team about becoming a a certified life coach and a Maxwell speaker, you know, they said, well, you know, just in chat, they said, well, that's what we call becoming a legacy leader. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's fantastic. So where I'm going with this is, is developing that leader at the ground level. And so many people like with uh, my daughter's boyfriend, you know, he got promoted to his job in banking. 
Well, they made him a manager and put him in charge of, I think, like 20 people, but they never, they, they never gave him any tools. They just gave him the position. So you're kind of out there twisting in the wind. It was just like me at my department. They made me a sergeant, but I had absolutely no resources. Here's, Here's your, your stripes. Here's your stripes. Here's the new car you're driving. Now go be a sergeant. You know, we yeah. had no FTO program. Same. And, same. And, and the knucklehead that uh, I was, I had uh, was assigned to my, my direct report soon became my chief. And I should have had a clue then was that he's not developing anyone but him. And with me, you know, like with my, the, the officer on my team, his name is also Nick, very bright man. I knew early on, he was far more intelligent than I was. So I utilized him and I went to Nick and I said, Hey man, what do you think? And, and we kind of became the, I know, a bit of a team, you know, but everyone mm -hmm. on my crew always had a voice. Um, and then I helped him go through the process. I told him about, cause we do the assessment center here in Ohio. You know, we have, uh, five or six other chiefs come in and judge you. And that's 60% of your score. So yep. you can be a test taker. That's only 5%. You can be the good old boys. That's only 10%, but 60% of it is what these other chiefs value you in. And I really thought, think that was a good process. And it kind of weeds out the, the bullshit, you know? Yeah. So I helped Nick go through that process. But where I was going with this is developing your leaders from the bottom up. And it sounds like that's where it is there in Alexandria. Excuse me. <clears throat> the, but where we're having the issue is promoting up and through. And when you have a bad leadership role, it leads to and breeds up those that type of people. I agree. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny because you and I never change, exchange these stories before we come on. When, mm -hmm. when I was a sergeant, and I think I've talked about this before. When I was a sergeant, I had 19 people that were below me get promoted to sergeant um, that I helped. 19. Fantastic, and man. What I did was over a period of time was I had this binder. This was a very infamous binder. And I had in here a bunch of scenarios, a bunch of things that I had created mm -hmm. to get people ready for promotion. And there were people that would come to me. One of them was my, my former, the first co-host, Mike, came to me and was like, hey, can I get a copy of that binder? And I was like, absolutely. Here Hell you yeah, go. buddy. But it was one of those things where you literally got my binder. You needed to go to the photocopy machine, make a copy and bring it right back to me. That's how, mm -hmm. that's how important it was to me because I put so much work into it. But mm -hmm. there were other people that came to me that were like, Hey, I'm going to put in for the sergeant's process. Can I get your study guide? And I was like, I think you need to reevaluate whether or not this is a good position for you. And right, the answer right. was politely no. And, and, and I was very selective. That is where, the book that I put out, which is called Law Enforcement Promotional Process Study Guide, came from. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That, I publicized that book after, I think it was the third book that I put out, was because I knew that over a period of time, all of these people that were taking sergeant's processes were striking out because they were mm -hmm. going into it thinking like you and I think, Mark. But there is a way to go into these processes and, quote, unquote, beat the process because mm -hmm. what they're testing you on versus what really needs to be tested is not happening. So you right. need to go into there with a different mindset. You need to go into there knowing a ton of resources that are just checkbox. 
Because a yeah. lot of these promotional processes, and I've sat in on them as as a, uh, assessors, mm-hmm. all we're doing as assessors is, is we're waiting for you to hit that keyword so that we can mm-hmm. check off on it. And if you don't hit that keyword or you go into a promotional process thinking that the assessors know already what the job is, like you go in there and you go, well, you, you know what, you know what we do when we arrive on scene. Right. No, I don't. I'm no, an assessor. I have no clue. <laughs> I have, I, I'm an assessor. I'm here to assess you. Yeah. You tell and, me, bro. And I was one yeah. of those people. First time I took a process for a specialized unit, I went in there and it was like, you know, explain to us what ha- what you do at a homicide scene. You go, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you get there and you do this and then you do that and then file the report. And they just stare at you. And you're like, and next, <laughs> next question. But instead, what they want is acknowledge on the radio that you received the mm. call, mark and route, get there, mark on scene. Do this, do that, do this. And then there's post stuff that you do. Like not only file the report, but make sure you put your overtime slip in. Stupid stuff like that. It's little stupid little things that elevate you in your process. I'm I'm going to push pause. This isn't in part of the, uh, this is how my ADD mind work, but this isn't part of the process. So if you're at a homicide scene, the very last thing I did as a supervisor is check with, are you guys okay? Everybody all right? That's in my book. That's Yeah, there you go. You check That's with in your my people. Book. And um, when Do I had, uh, yeah, on the Shield Within, we did an interview with a lieutenant here local. And, um, man, he took it to the next level after that. And I'm after talking to this guy. And I had the pleasure of working with him on the road. But he would even, you know, he would even get right down to the nitty gritty, like at a, a fatal accident scene. Walk up to the tow truck driver afterwards, and bro, you doing all right? If you need anything, you can let me know. And I'm like, damn it, bro. <laughs> Which you know, he was one of the cream that rides to the top, and what a great leader! And thank God he's doing his own leadership gig now. But yep. when you're when you're getting in, in when you're getting into management, don't get in there because if I'm a boss, god damn it, that shit ain't gonna happen. Mm, no, wrong attitude, bro. You should stay where you're at. You get into management, you get in to develop people. The whole team wins. You win when the whole team wins. That needs to be your mentality. You know, and and as a supervisor, it it took me a long time to figure this out. And, you know, I I stepped on toes and and, uh, hurt people's feelings, and I feel bad for that. But no, right, you know, Mr. Bull in a China shop. But what I learned, um, I'm the support role. And uh, to, to get over yourself, it's it's my job is to make your job as a patrolman easier. What can I do to make your job better? And, and, and as soon as I learned that and figured that out and the development of leaders and, to, you know, and I have a big ego. No kidding. Um, I was the camera whore uh, in the Dayton market. So, you know, people say, man, you look really familiar to me. I said, well, you know, I never saw a camera I didn't like. Um same. Was that in the last couple of years of my career, I was putting my officers up here. No, you go do the soundbite. Here's how you do it. Ask for the questions ahead of time. Blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't get that deer in the headlights look, you know, ask yeah. when their deadlines are and, you know, create that partnership. But, you know, you need to teach these people these things. And I don't yeah. think that that's being taught anymore, especially with narcissists that are getting into management roles. You're not going to get that because they don't want you talking. They don't want you out there. They don't want everybody. No. I want everybody looking at me. But the worst one is I want the role, 
but I don't want to get out and I don't want to touch the community and I don't want to touch lives. Which brings us back to our original subject is if you're going to be in that leadership role, how active are you in the community? And that's why I was really surprised when you said that your chief is also a pastor at a major church. Because that to me, A plus, or I'm sorry, one plus two, being a police chief and a pastor, and you're and you're still having problems, that's a that's a unique dynamic there. I, I would yeah, figure being in I that think role that um yeah, yeah, because I think his church going folk that he's the pastor at aren't the ones living in these projects oh okay. um, and i think a lot of them that are in the projects like you could see it in the pictures mm-hmm. um of them doing these cookouts they're still very very disengaged from the community and the community yeah, is not you... they're not stupid they're not stupid at all yeah, they know no. when you're placating them and they know when they're just getting a free meal versus yeah. you actually give a shit because when you roll out with that trailer uh, with the barbecue yeah. attached to it, what happens after that? Like they know, right? I, I mean, they just know. When you leave, does the fight start? <laughs> right, right. Does the shootings my, kick up as soon as the trailer rolls out? I mean, my my thing that gets me is is that they would do a cookout and then like two or three later, two two or three days later, they were having shootings, and their answer was mm. to put uh, camera trailers out there, and then they adopted DC's. Uh, gun shooting sensor radar equipment oh yeah shit. like have you shot, seen this? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yes 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 they 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 employed here in ohio shots uh, fired shot, or some shit like shot trackers shot tracker shot tracker called, but yeah yeah it's and, a triangulation you know that, of microphones around the area that uh, yeah that's pinpoint that's it's that's actually, fantastic. It's actually quite accurate it is but it's right. it's accurate because it's past tense it's not stopping right. it all it's doing is it's an investigative aid later on to investigate it because once the shots ring it, out, they ain't sticking around, you know, right. They, they're but taken off. The, the, the issue is if you're not using enforcement and you're not taking these people off the street, then you're not fixing the problem. You can have all this technology and, and uh, cookouts and all you want, but if you're simply not doing the job, you're not going to stop the problem. Guys and guys and gals, that's why I kept trying to explain to my former yeah. boss, we're the thin blue line. The thin blue line is where this stuff stops at. And sometimes we have to get the knuckles bloody. I'll just say this for us to close it out because we're, we're over on our time. But cookouts what? and wow, ghost that was cars. Great. I know. Cookouts and ghost cars <laughs> fix crime like pizza parties fix morale. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, now, 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 see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you on that. Now, now, I didn't have pizza parties. Now, on my Saturday nights when we worked, I bought my crew food. I said I'm buying dinner on Saturday nights because you guys were shorthanded and you guys work your fucking ass off. So come in and eat and thank you. And yeah. um, I think our friend uh, from Spinning Our Gears says, "Well, Sarge, that's the difference. You were having a pizza party for day. The pizza parties we're talking about for the day shift crowd." You know, yeah. you, you're a midnight sergeant that's actually supporting your crew. So there's the difference. So, see, my my midnight crew, evening crew, <clears throat> when I was a sergeant, we always had a post roll call room, a uh, roll call. So we would have mm-hmm. a roll call, and then I would turn around and say, "Hey, uh, evening crew, <laughs> Let's go to my, the park. <laughs> my crew, 
<laughs> now we always we had a spot we had a spot which was uh, a Starbucks out on the west end of the city. We would all meet oh, there. Nice. Those that didn't yeah. drink Starbucks, we all went in. We got our Starbucks, and then we sat. We stood around in the parking lot. We joked around. We joked on each mm-hmm. other. And then, as soon as the first call came out, it was the it was the end of the powwow. But that was okay. my way of a, uh, being with my people, like like saying to them, "Hey, listen this this roll call is the stuffy roll call, and now we're going to have the unofficial roll call, which is let's all have a good time because this may be the last time that we're all together. If God forbid something happens, right? And right, well, they're in that the leadership. I don't think yeah, and I don't think a lot of that is happening in a lot of departments. So, uh, but I will tell you what is happening a lot is our our um, our balls feel better because we're using Manscaped. Um, Manscaped dot com yes. code roll call room. You get twenty percent off. Um, I love my kit that they sent uh, me, and I know hey, Mark you. loves his. You're wearing so your beautiful t shirt. So. Yes, yes, yes. So much so is that if you and with the sale going on right now, it is a great value. Put in that yeah. uh, discount or the uh, promo code, and uh, yeah. your balls will thank you later. Yeah, the promo code will be down here where I'm pointing. <laughs> For those of you that are watching, um, again, it's manscaped.com. Roll call room is the promo code. And uh, you get 20% off. I do want to uh, also plug real quick, um, buddy of mine, I've been doing personal training, virtual personal training. I've lost over 25 pounds, which I'm super excited about in um, my in my age, not Mark, because he's way older. It's a lot harder to lose. Um, and uh, Logan Campbell, who's my, my personal trainer, he used to have a podcast. We've had him on here a couple of times. His Instagram handle is Little Hollow Life. Reach out to him if you're ready to make that decision. If you're ready to change your life, it has changed my life in in uh, in some great ways. Uh, it feels good to no longer wear my dad's shirts, uh, the size <laughs> of my dad's shirts, um, and it feels good to. Um, I'm on my second pair of pants that I've had to go buy a new size, uh, and good I haven't been this. Yeah, I haven't been this size since I went to the police academy, so I'm pretty oh, wow. pumped about that. I feel better. Um, he's a great personal trainer, um, and he'll kick your ass in shape. Like, he no fucking around. He messages me like. And he does know. that virtually? He does it virtually. He has an app that he does. You track all of your food. He basically figures out how many carbs and protein and 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 fats you're supposed to have. He'll educate you on what to eat and what not to eat because that was my biggest problem. I mm-hmm. listened to I listened to a lot of people that did I did keto and I, I and there's thing it's in your head carbs are bad carbs are bad. Mm-hmm. Let Good. let Logan teach you what you should be eating. Um, okay, and literally all you need to do is thirty minutes a day of walking, and you oh fantastic trust me when I tell you you will lose weight. Um, so I just want to give him that plug only because he's changed my life in a positive way. And I think we need to reward folks uh, on this show that are doing making positive impacts. He's really, really zero, zeroing in on former law enforcement folks because we have a bad, bad habit of leaving law enforcement and then dying of a heart attack. So, yeah, my goodness. Yes. Um, 
He's doing some great things. So the shout out is for you. I, I didn't tell him I was going to do this. He didn't ask me to do this. Uh, I get no discount for my uh, my right. monthly thing that I pay him. But um, I'm really proud of him. Logan, I'm very, very proud of you. So there's that. Very good. Um, we do have some cool swag on the um, uh, rollcallroom.com. So we have mugs and shirts. Uh, and we're going to be rolling out other swag as well. Um, we got some... Uh, um, Mark's got some cool stickers. <laughs> yes. uh, we do have some posters <laughs> that we can sign. If you go over to Patreon, if you even uh, if you even join Patreon for the lowest dollar amount, we'll send you an autograph poster and a sticker. Um, and it Slap keeps stickers. the show going. Slap yeah. stickers. Yeah. Slap sticks are always fun. Yeah, it keeps the show going, folks. Um, you know, over the years, uh, it is it has landed uh as a personal financial investment but i want mm -hmm. uh fans that are listening to the show and there's thousands of people listening to the show help contribute to the show um put put one monster drink away a week and you can help out for the entire month so just think about yeah. that go go on our um instagram uh page which is at roll call room and we have our link tree you can link over to all of the different um, social media platforms that we have specifically YouTube we're really pushing YouTube we want you to see these videos we want you to see these two ugly fucks as we're doing this so um, I turn it over to you Mark to wrap it up I, I went on a tangent between Logan and, and all of this uh, amazing beautiful things but I turn it over to you to close us out buddy well, to each of every one of you out there listening, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh, joining the Roll Call Room today and, and listening to our banter. We greatly appreciate it. Please be safe out there. Um, remember, we, we started the show off thinking that in our worlds with the uh, horrific shit that was going on with us, we thought we were the only ones. And that's kind of where strength in numbers is. You hear a lot of other shows, a lot of other podcasts out there that are like, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. And trust me, we're here for you and some things that are coming down the pike for you with the media company that, that uh, Nick has developed and I have developed, you know, we're going to give you guys resources and um, there's going to be some free resources out there to where you wake up one day and you're like, holy shit, like me, I just had two agents follow me home from work and try and interview me. What the fuck is going on here? What should I do? Um, but these are the things that, um, you know, good people get find themselves in bad places. And it's not that you're bad, but we're here to help. We've been there. We've done that. We fought the fight. We've survived it. And uh, it, it it's a lot to balance. And the number one thing in the commitment of this show is number one, to keep you alive. Yep. And I'm just going to let that resonate for a minute, either from the bad people or from your own hand because police suicides are still way too high. And we're going to give you resources there too. But be safe. Have that good life balance. I'm going to say it today, and I'll continue saying it. If you have to work that overtime, whatever the hours are, be sure you put in that comp time. Take it off. Spend time with your family. Decompress. It's a job. It's it's not all it's not all encompassing. Yes, it becomes a lifestyle. I get it. But uh, go on vacation to relax and to, and to uh, have that good work-life balance. And be Amen safe. To that, man. Great job, Mark. Great job. Uh, so you can reach me at nick at rollcallroom.com, and you can reach Mark at M-A-R-C at rollcall.com. 
mark.com not m-a-r-k m-a-r-c-c yes i've just spelled both names my entire life yes all right folks be safe and we'll see on the next one unless the fbi comes all right have a good night mark i can't wait to go see the titanic Law enforcement suicides are at an all-time high right now. One of the causes is poor leadership within the law enforcement profession. Nick, the host of the Roll Call Room podcast, has written a book, Police Mental Barricade, A Survivor's Guide to Poor Law Enforcement Leadership. This book is a raw and powerful look into suicide and how poor leadership decisions contribute to law enforcement suicides. Buy the book now at mentalhealthbarricade.com and stop the stigma.